everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Primal Athletics Radio. We are sitting here um, wrapping up the year at the end of December and quite a year it's been. So we're going to just kind of take an opportunity on this episode to talk about uh, kind of the basically the year in review. So looking at um, maybe some lessons we learned, things we picked up uh, through all the trials and tribulations of this year um, and, you know, some of the triumphs of this year as well. And we'll kind of share you know, some, some key things that we, we thought were important to take away from the air. And then we're going to transition into goal setting for this new year. So, um, you know, right around the corner in about a week or so we're, we're turning 2021. So we want to give you guys some tools and, um, help you build some, some positive habits that we can start working on, um, for the new year. Um, so kind of taking things at first glance, um, I think one way to kind of sum up 2020 for me personally would be um, there was a lot of curveballs, right? There was, there was a ton of unknown um, that we got confronted with this year. And as CrossFitters or as, you know, fitness enthusiasts or anybody listening, we might be a little more well adapted to that type of stuff, given, you know, we're used to variants. We're used to being um, uncomfortable and, and trying things that are, you know, unknown, but, I think still for most of us, it was quite an uncomfortable year and unpleasant year um, in a lot of ways. But some key takeaways that we we can take from that and and from all these experiences that that we've gone through, um, you know, in terms of the pandemic and the lockdowns and um, the civil unrest we we dealt with throughout the year and the political drama and all that all that stuff that we had to contend with this year. Um, one one major thing being the importance of our personal health and wellness. Right. We kind of indisputably know at this point that having a robust immune system and taking care of ourselves puts it puts us at um, better odds against um, the covid virus and really any other um, health ailment that might be lurking down the road. So that's kind of if if there's ever a time to kind of wake up and start really focusing on um, our exercise, our diet and our sleep and stress levels, this is year, year to do it right. There's pretty much indisputable evidence that the better off you are in terms of health and wellness, the better your outcomes are going to be. Um, you guys kind of agree with that. We talked about that a lot last episode. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, like you said, if there's, if there's any uh, wake up call you needed a, a worldwide pandemic that targets people who have underlying health issues, I mean, this is, this is the time to get healthy. Um, and I mean, no better time than, the new year, right? Turning a new leaf. A lot of people like to use this time to kind of set their intentions for the forthcoming year. So that should be at the top of the list. If it's not already, um, you know, getting that health and wellness under your own control and, and taking kind of the, the reins on making sure that you're set up um, for the future in that way. Yeah. And one big takeaway this year that's kind of related to that, that I found is um, like it, probably like six years ago, a long, a long time ago, a, a member who's now like a real good friend of mine, she doesn't go here anymore, but um, she asked me like, or she said that she feels bad about working out because it seems like selfish to her. And at the time I thought, you know, like um, I kind of on a surface level when you, you know, it, it kind of clicked like when you take care of yourself and you're better at taking care of others. But this year really like solidified that for me is, you know, if you're taking care of yourself, like we talked about last time 
um, you know, you might be freeing up a hospital bed for someone else. Um, and then even like in your case, Tyler, like you've put in the work, taking care of yourself. So you're able to come back. Um, I mean, a, you survived it. So you're able to bring like, um, you know, bring, uh, whatever you can bring for the rest of your life to the world, you know, and, be- and benefit those around you that way. But in like a specific way, like you came back quick, you're able to, um, help out our members here, um, quickly and, you know, continue on your, uh, your kind of mission of improving people's lives through health and fitness. So, um, so th- this is, um, this year has definitely solidified for me that, taking care of your health, um, isn't a selfish act, um, at all. It's actually kind of the opposite, which was kind of like a good, a good thing to kind of like really understand and, uh, solidify. Yeah, that, that's definitely a big takeaway, um, in, in my position as well. And I think it's similar where I kind of always felt that, but I never really had the concrete evidence and the, like, for me, the personal experience to, know that's the case and now we definitely know that's the case right um another piece of kind of just takeaway general lesson for me uh this year was the importance of open and honest communication and that can be you know in any social circle that can be at the gym with coaches and members that can be with friends and family or loved ones but all all the for lack of a better term, the chaos that we had to encounter this year um, and, and all of the kind of distrust and, and just whirlwind of information, it really just put into perspective how important it is to just be honest and, and have conversations and have some good civil discourse and just communicate with people, um, you know, as, as openly as you can, because, you know, we've done an episode on this specific topic as well, but specifically talking to people who might disagree with you and, and willing to learn from them and vice versa, they can learn from you. Right. We, we kind of encountered a new phenomenon this year with media distrust and this kind of differing consumption of information um, specifically with, you know, the political sphere. And then you added COVID on top of that. It was just like this whirlwind of not, not knowing where the truth is. And I think honestly, the, the biggest way to remedy that is to just communicate more openly and more honestly. And, um, you know, if you do your best to tell the truth in the best way that you can, I think that's, that's the easiest and best fix, um, to this kind of hysteria that we all dealt with this year. Yeah, I definitely saw that in kind of two ways. One was, um, you know, with, you know, a few members that, um, left or whatever, and, uh, maybe, maybe for reasons they disagreed with how we, how we did things. Um, you know, there were members that I talked to or I reached out to and said like, Hey, like let's get together and chat for, you know, half hour or whatever. Um, and you know, I reached out to everybody to do that. And some people took me up on it. Some people didn't. And, uh, the people that did, even though we might still disagree or whatever, we're still, um, able to kind of be on good terms and communicate because we could kind of see where each other were coming from and it didn't, uh, you know, there wasn't any um, kind of bad feelings towards each other at the end of the conversation. So uh, that was that was a big takeaway for me as well. Um, and then the other one was, this is kind of all the time, but we see members 
who might disagree politically talking at the end of class or whatever, um, and in person and, you know, they leave and they're still friends and they can, uh, communicate in like a, in a, uh, grown up kind of way. And, uh, and they can see where each other are coming from and they still leave as friends. Um, whereas on maybe if it was just over Facebook or something, people can get really heated and then, um, you know, they'll see each other in class and they won't talk or something like that, you know? So I think that's definitely a good point. Um, and a big takeaway is making sure you communicate, even though it might be uncomfortable kind of face to face is always the best way. And, and two things kind of spring to mind through, through that, uh, kind of statement that you made one being tying this back to health and wellness. Um, like mental health has also taken a big hit this year obviously with everything going on and when you have like this kind of lack of communication or like this hysteria or not knowing what to believe that you know detrimentally affects your health and your wellness and in turn detrimentally affects your ability to fight off covid or any other you know disease or virus and and it it really is all kind of connected but um you know my other point that i was thinking of here is people are forced to spend way more time with with people specifically in their family and their significant other. And that has also, you know, kind of exacerbated this communication issue, if you want to call it an issue, but, you know, just the importance of just being open and being able to have conversations that specifically the uncomfortable ones, because that's really the only way forward. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying we can't trust, you know, what anything we read, we, not saying we can't trust any of our media, but what I am saying is it is our, kind of responsibility to be able to critically think about things and to be able to communicate the, that, um, you know, thought process to others and be able to receive other people's thought process and not, you know, get combative or defensive. I think the big thing for me this year that I've, I've learned to appreciate is, uh, taking the cotton out of my ears and put it in my mouth. Uh, that kind of term, uh, not, not even, like you said, like having more conversations, I think I've had, uh, I've listened more than ever this year. I think I'm, if in my younger years, I might've been very opinionated on some of these things and, and, and spewed opinion as fact. And I've come to appreciate this year through listening to a lot of opinions that I don't agree with, uh, kind of just sitting back and listening and, uh, taking it in and trying to empathize with that person's opinion and, and try to understand where they're coming from with that opinion and, and, uh, kind of just listening and, and listening to those who are, who are smarter than me, who knows who the scientists and uh, listen to people who have opinions on whatever it may be. And just trying to, I think my big takeaway this year, if I can look at any big positive is I, I've listened more than I ever have and kind of taken things in and, and without uh, just dismissing them right off the bat, I guess I should say. Yeah. I mean, listening is uh, the most important part of communication. And so many of us, like when we're communicating, we'll, we'll be listening to what someone's saying, but we're really just like thinking of our response in our head and uh, really listening is a, is a tough skill, but it's um, super important. Like you were saying. Yeah. There's a direct correlation between the best listeners and the best communicators, like, you know, undeniable. Um, If you can, if you can kind of sit there with just open ears and and take somebody in, take somebody's perspective in, it's going to open up that, you know, kind of bridge of communication a hundred times more than if you were just trying to push your, your opinion, or if they were trying to push their opinion. Um, and that, that will kind of bring us into my last takeaway for the year. So 
um, again, with all the things going on, all things, the unknown factors and variables that we had to contend with this year. Um, my last one was just to try to be present um, and, and understand that n- no circumstance is permanent, right? So when it's good, be grateful for it and be present and enjoy the good things and the good times. And when it's not good, you know, just be hopeful and have some faith because that's also not going to last, right? There's an ebb and flow to all cir- circumstances throughout life and, and just kind of being present and, and being in the thick of it when you have to be, um, makes things a lot easier, right? Just kind of embracing the, the idea of this, you know, duality of nature that, um, you know, all things pass and just understanding that those curveballs happen and you just got to swing. Um, and I think again, to tie this back into like us as CrossFitters, we're kind of used to that variance and being uncomfortable and the unknown and the unknowable and all those things that we test ourselves with. But, um, just for, anybody out there try to be present and try to understand that um, nothing is permanent right so we're just kind of taking things as they come yeah that was my word for the year was being present and um yeah like i you know i worked hard over the last or i mean 10 years now but you know trying to get to a point where i could you know have a baby and like work maybe three hours a day for as long as I wanted kind of thing. And then, um, you know, so I had it kind of set up where my schedule was sweet and then boom, curveball, COVID shut down all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and, uh, obviously it was, uh, a tough time, but being present was still, uh, the priority. And, you know, even though I might have to work more, um, you know, when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm home, I'm like present, um, you know, with, with the, with the family life. So, um, I'm yeah, grateful that I've been able to, to stay present and separate those two, even if, um, it wasn't exactly as I had planned. Right. And I think, you know, we, we all kind of shared in the same level of, uh, messiness, you know, for lack of a better term, um, where we, we're all kind of confronted with the same, the same unknown, the same like disorder. And, um, well, it wasn't pleasant to experience. I think it has been in a way good for everybody, um, to kind of give us some fresh perspective and, and to help us remember these things that are super important that we maybe forget, you know, our health and wellness, uh, our ability to listen and, and to communicate and our ability to just be present in the moment and, and kind of accept things for what they are. Um, so if, if there is, good to pull out of 2020, which there is good to pull out of any situation. Um, Those are some things that we can definitely focus on Um, and kind of switching gears here, going into the new year. It's kind of part two of of today's episode. We're going to look at goal setting and how we can kind of take what we got out of this year and, and put it towards the forthcoming year and how we can set ourselves up for success. So I'm going to bat it over to coach Zach and he's going to go over some goal setting um, and habits with you guys. Yeah. So like Tyler mentioned a little earlier, it's the time of year we start thinking about um, looking back at what we accomplished this last year, or maybe some goals we had that we didn't accomplish and looking forward to uh, setting some new goals or, or resolutions, whatever you want to call it there. Um, if you're, if you're like most people, you probably set some goals this year. Uh, and if you're also like most people, those goals, like Eric said, probably got majorly derailed and we, we might not have uh, accomplished them. Um, 
and that's okay. Regardless of COVID, New Year's resolutions typically don't have a very high success rate. Uh, the statistics vary across the board, but typically some, some say that 80% of resolutions fail by February. Other studies claim that only 8% of individuals keep the resolution for the entire year. So while the statistics vary quite a bit, uh, the takeaway is pretty clear, and that's most people don't make it. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for such a high failure rate. Um, and we'll go over a bunch of them, but one of the biggest ones being that this idea of a clean slate starting fresh on January 1st and, and inspires a lot of people to overreach. Uh, despite, so for example, if you displayed zero interest over the last year in curbing your sweet tooth, uh, but on January 1st, you say, I'm going to, I'm going to vow to give up sugar for the next 365 days going cold Turkey. Uh, you might not have a great success rate with that, or it, it, you're feeling inspired and maybe you don't go to the gym right now, uh, but you're going to go back to the gym six days a week. And all of a sudden, the first week you go six days a week, and then you're so sore that you can't come back for the next month. So uh, overreaching is a very, very big thing we want to try to avoid. Uh, and that's kind of getting us into reason number one uh, of aiming too high. Uh, so overreaching is very real. Instead of setting the goal to run a 5K, we sign up for a marathon next month. Uh, and then when that January motivation dies off, we quickly realize that running 26 miles is no small feat and that we're way more comfortable on our couch. So we definitely don't want to aim too high. Uh, we'll get more to that in a little bit. I say the second reason that we, we fail a lot of these, these goals or resolutions is we focus on the outcome and not the behaviors that lead to that outcome. So most New Year's resolutions are, are focused on the result and not the steps to get there. Uh, if your goal is to run a marathon, uh, you, you might want to think about me breaking that down to running three times a week every day throughout the or every week throughout the year. Um, so it's pretty natural to want to focus on the, the outcome itself, but we really got to look at some of the steps for the behavior. Uh, reason number three we fail is trying to change everything at once. Um, so say a friend approaches you with the goal of trying to be healthier in, in 2021, and you want to be supportive. So you try to tell them all the things they, they should start doing. You tell them you got to join CrossFit Nashua first. You got to attend at least five classes a week. Second, you got to revamp your diet. I know you eat out a lot, but start cooking every meal at home. And we want to make sure all those meals are paleo. And then you need to cut out alcohol and start drinking 80 ounces of water a day. And then you want to get rid of sugar and so on and so forth. You, you get the idea there. It's pretty overwhelming just saying all those things out loud. So that trying to change everything at once mindset, which we've kind of been, um, I think diets over the years have kind of taught us that that's the only way to get better is we need to change everything overnight. Um, but we forget that our old habits weren't ingrained overnight. They were ingrained over years and years. We didn't get unhealthy in overnight or in 30 days. And we're sure as hell not going to fix it overnight or just in 30 days either. Uh, it's something that's going to take some time. So trying to change everything all at once is a big reason why we fail. And the, and the last reason here would be uh, we fail to change our environment and, and we try to go at it alone. So if your goal again is going back to running a marathon and you don't know a single runner, not none of your friends laces up their shoes to go running or, or even runs a mile every few weeks. So you, then if that's those people you're hanging out with, you're not going to be very motivated to go train for that. Um, and your chances of success are pretty low. Uh, that's not to say you got to ditch all your, your friends and family who aren't runners, but maybe trying to surround yourself with people who like-minded individuals who have the same goals in mind uh, are going to be lead you to more success. So, not changing your environment and not having the support systems um, to go ahead. So those would be our four big reasons why things fail. Again, aiming too high, focusing on the outcome and not the behavior, trying to change everything at once, and, and the failure to change our environment and going at it alone. Uh, anything on that, guys, before I move forward to how to successfully set a resolution or a goal? Um, 
No, yeah, it ties into like the the challenge of this month um, of you know picking one thing and being focused on one thing. Um, like a good quote to that is um, is if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch neither. Mm-hmm. And that's a good kind of summary of what of what you're saying. Yeah, so going into some steps to um, to successfully setting a goal or a resolution and how to, how to attack them uh, sustainably and, and realistically, uh, step number one, I'd say, is try to adopt a new identity. I know that doesn't sound like a very small step, uh, asking you to change your complete identity, uh, but this is all about mindset. Uh, and going back to, I don't think this is a Prime Athletics podcast if I don't give you a James Clear quote um, from Atomic Habits, one of my favorite books. He talks about it changing your changing your identity and changing your mindset. Um, and what he says is what you do now is a mirror image of the type of person you believe that you are, whether that's consciously or subconsciously. And to change your behavior for good, you need to start believing new things about yourself. Uh, so for an example of that, if, if your goal, a typical goal for New Year's is you want to start exercising and, and getting healthier, the desired result you want is to work out more, get stronger and feel better. The identity you could adopt is that you're the dad that can keep up with his kids in the playground and sets a good example for their kids of taking care of your body. And that's your identity and everything you do, uh, your desired results are part of this new identity. And this identity just ties back to, to why this certain goal is important to you. So step number one is all about uh, changing your mindset and kind of adopting that new identity. If you're going into it being like, I'm never going to get fit no matter what I do, people are always going to be better than me. Then you're you're going to be right. You're never going to get better because you're you're holding yourself back with that mindset to begin with. Um, step number two is making small changes to your environment. We talked earlier about how uh, failure to change your environment is going to lead to, to failure of your goal setting. Uh, so environment plays a critical role in our success of these goals. If your goal is to get fit, but you're surrounded by fast food junkies that absolutely hate exercise, your chances of success are, are pretty low. Uh, like I said before, you don't have to ditch all your family and friends in the name of fitness. You just have to find a few small ways to tailor your environment to that new identity you just created there. So for example, if, if your family hasn't traditionally embraced healthy food, uh, maybe you can offer to cook a meal once a week together from a healthy cookbook. Everyone gets to help pick out what you want. And then you can even have everyone like break the dish afterwards and, and try to make, make it a fun night out of it. And maybe that one time a week turns into two times a week. And all of a sudden, everyone has a, everyone in the family has a different day of the week they're cooking and trying to make something healthy and, and you can make it, make it a fun game out of it. Um, another example of your friends aren't the fitness type. You can look for a club or a gym uh, to add some new friends to your network. So obviously, CrossFit's very easy to do that. Join a class. You make uh, 12 new friends right off the bat. If running is your goal, maybe you join a running club. Whatever it is, try to surround yourself uh, with those like-minded people uh, who are going to help push you towards your goal. Uh, and another example there is if you eat too much fast food during lunch, you can cook an additional helping during dinner the night before and then pack that in Tupperware to bring to work. And now you have a meal to go uh, when you're hungry and you don't have to order out or go hit up the fast food joint uh, around the around the corner. So changing our environment, it's very similar to like everyone's probably heard the lay out your workout clothes the night before. And this is the same idea. You're going to take a very small step to build an environment that supports your new identity. Uh, and that's going to lead to my, my third tip is they're starting small. Most of the obstacles that we've discussed center around doing way too much at once. Uh, we cut out fried food, sugar all at once, start working out, cook all our meals at home all on the same day. Uh, but doing so is a failure to understand two things. One, that small changes add up to big results over the course of a year. 
And two, small changes you can stick with are immensely more valuable than large changes than you did a week, a month in, whatever it may be. So those small things that you can do on a daily basis uh, is really going to add up. And success is just a few simple disciplines practice every single day. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Again, going back to the way that we've looked at fad diets over the last 10, 15, 20 years, they've almost taught us that the only way to get healthy is changing everything you know overnight. And that's not the case. We can do one small thing. Even if it feels super, super small, uh, picking something you know you can check off the list every single day gives you a great feeling of accomplishment. And those small things will add up over time uh, to some really big results there. So if your goal is to revamp your diet, start with a small habit you can nail every single day. Instead of changing everything at once, uh, you say you're going to drink one big glass of water every meal. And that could be a huge way of helping you slow down, uh, helping control your portion sizes, getting more fluids in. You're kind of killing a couple birds with one stone there. Uh, but again, something super, super, super simple you can uh, apply to the next meal you eat. It doesn't have to be January 1st or, or next Monday or whatever it is. Uh, so my last step would be focus on sustainability. So working out five days a week during the first week of the year is great. But it's not great if you're so sore that you can't come back for the next two weeks. All right. So focus on sustainability. Start some, something that's sustainable, something you can achieve that you know isn't going to put you out for the long run. Um, and because of the last step, we're already starting out small. So our goal is to focus on that sustainability. What can you keep doing for the entire year? You want to pick something so easy that you can't say no to it. All right. It shouldn't be something that has a huge barrier of entry into. Uh, our small changes, again, create big results but only if we can stick with them over time. When adding a new habit to your repertoire, your first thought should be, is this so easy that I can do it all year long? And if you, if you can't, uh, maybe we want to just dial it back a little bit so we can work up to that, that whatever that goal may be there. So uh, kind of a little revamp there of, of tips to setting a successful resolution. Number one, adopt a new identity, become that person you want to be. Uh, number two, make small changes to your environment. Number three, start small with those changes. And number four, focus on those changes that are sustainable and things you can uh, easily do day after day. And obviously, you know, us as fitness professionals, like we're given the example of setting, setting the goal of being healthier, getting fitter, getting on a diet, those types of things. Um, but really these, these habits and, and these kind of small tidbits can be applied to anything that you want to do, right? If, if your 2021 goal is um, to be more financially stable, you know, you can apply those same principles um, to your finances. Or if you want, you know, to learn maybe a new skill, you want to learn how to paint really well, um, you can apply those principles to that skill as well. Um, again, obviously for us, we're using the example of health and wellness because we are fitness professionals. And given the fallout of this past year, that is something that should be at the top of your list if it's not already there. Um, but just remember these, these, Goals, uh, goal setting principles can be applied, you know, across anything you really want to do. Um, and we're going to attach here um, in the link um, some sheets that will help you guys write out your goals. If you haven't worked with SMART goals before, um, we're going to give you some, some templates to write out your SMART goal for the upcoming year. And that's hopefully going to help you stick to those, um, you know, four major points that Zach just went over. Um, regardless of what you're planning on doing this year. But, you know, taking this past year in, all the lessons we learned, all the things that we had to encounter, um, and then kind of just trying to take those lessons and apply them to the new year, looking forward, setting some new goals and putting ourselves in a better situation than we found ourselves in this year. Um, and kind of wrapping it up um, with 
the monthly challenge for the Primal Athletics members, um, our month of January challenge is going to be to focus on um, doing one thing every day to get you closer to that goal. And like Zach said, it can be something simple. It can be something that's completely, you know, seems easy and mundane, but do it every single day, mark it, log it in sugar wad, um, and just try to stick to that discipline, get you closer to your goal. And if there's, there's one last thing I'll leave you guys with too, is that if you, if you think back to whenever you set a new goal, and maybe back when you first started CrossFit, that motivation you felt in that first day, the first week, maybe in the first month, uh, inevitably you're going to fall down. That, that motivation is going to wane. It's going to go away. Uh, and you have to have the right mindset to know to get right back into it as soon as possible. If your goal is eating healthier and you're eating more whole foods and less processed foods and trying to lose weight that way, there's going to be days where you slip up and that's okay. That's not the worst thing that can happen to your diet. The worst thing that can happen is when you slip up and you turn that one day slip up into a two day, into a three day, into a week, and then you just give up. So when you inevitably fall down, get back up as soon as possible. Um, Do your best to just get right back on track. Try to plan ahead beforehand. What hurdles do you foresee standing in your way? Whatever your goal may be, what can you do now to get ahead of them and trying to set up plans, uh, contingency plans for when, when life unexpectedly gets, gets out of the way. So um, your goal should be to never miss twice. Uh, if you have a bad day, that's fine. Let's get back on track the right next day again, or even that day. If you, if you have a bad lunch, make up for it by having a better dinner. So just get right back on track as soon as you can. And, and don't be discouraged when you slip up. because It's going to happen. It's, it's natural. Yeah, so to kind of sum up our our challenge for this month, and hopefully it's something that you can carry over for the rest of the year, um, is to kind of pick pick one thing. So for your year, you know, we'll go to like probably the most popular thing, say, for example, would be weight loss. You want to lose 100 pounds in a year. That's your, your one big, you know, audacious goal um, for this first month. Um, and ongoing every day, try to focus on, on that. So, um, you know, every, for this first month, it'll pop up on sugar wad. Um, if you're a member, um, to say, did you do one thing to move you towards your goal and, um, you know, click yes. And then in the, in the note section, say what it was. And so for, you know, it could be, uh, working out that day. Um, it could be, meal prepping. If it's Sunday, um, it could be, you know, um, prepping your lunch in addition to your dinner that one day, just, you know, as long as you're spending, um, a little bit of time either, um, preparing or working towards that goal. Um, that's what we want to want to do. And so, um, yeah, they, you know, the one thing is basically the, the theme. So, uh, so focusing on less can accomplish more. Um, and that's, yeah, that's kind of the, the theme of the challenge. We just want to say thank you guys for sticking with us throughout the year and, um, you know, kind of going through all this with us. And I remember back to when we first started really getting back into putting episodes out and we were all sitting at home and not knowing what the rest of the year was going to look like. And it was kind of, you know, it was, it was, it was, pretty stressful time. Um, and to look at where we are now and how we've gone through things, it just kind of gives us, you know, some, some glimmer of hope for, um, knowing, you know, how resilient we can be, um, as a community and both, you know, as individuals and uh, just kind of seeing, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So 
again, thank you guys for sticking with us through this year. And we look forward to all the progress that we're going to make in this upcoming year. Um, and as always, feel free to reach out with questions or input on future episodes. Um, and take care. Enjoy your New Year's, guys. <laughs>